Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Dr. Redwell, Chris Robinson, UAPB, featured guests at the Little Rock Touchdown Club today, courtesy of our friends at Arkansas Urology. Let's head inside and listen to them. Just brought me back to something this young man said to me, Tommy May. Tommy May was at that game when we played and we came back and won. Tommy May probably could have got arrested now because he jumped the gate and ran on the field. He's so excited about the game. So we're just excited about all the things that are taking place at Pine Bluff. But we're looking to bring that back. And we're happy that you're here. We invite everybody to come down if you haven't been on campus. did want to say, too, do you, uh, you know, obviously a plug here for Simmons Bank, who is our presenting sponsor, but the role that Simmons, Simmons Bank has played with UAPB and the athletic department. Yeah, and they continue to do those things, too. We're excited about it from Pat Anderson, Chris, and, and Tommy, of course, has been a long time with us with Chad and Russell. And we, we appreciate all the things that everybody's done. I know we just partnered again um, with women in sports. And we're doing some things to highlight our, our women's sports right now. We appreciate that. And, of course, we have um, Golden Line Stadiums, but Simmons Bank Field, and a very beautiful field that we've done there, and then also some renovations with our, our baseball program. So we appreciate all that Simmons has done over the years. Coach, uh, you know, it's funny, people who don't know much about your history, you've been here, done that. I mean, you were Mark D'Antonio, for those that don't know, was a Brawls Award finalist. I don't even remember back then when he played, when he was coaching a defensive coordinator at Ohio State. So it goes on to Michigan State, where, of course, you remember also Pat Narduzzi uh, won our award. But you were on staff there when Mark D'Antonio had a heart attack, and you took over the team there as well. Uh, you might want to just give us sort of a reference point on that and, and what's happening now with the football team. Sure. A couple things. Let me say it's certainly a pleasure to be here with you today and certainly have the privilege of representing our very fine university. And I would be remiss if I didn't also let you know that I brought along today my number one recruit, and that is my wife, Lola. So, Lola, could you just maybe... Where's Lola at? I'm going to tell you what, Lola. I have seen the miles that you have traveled and the stops that he has made along the way. We'll get to that. God bless you. You are an angel. <laughs> no doubt about that. Let me just say that. Uh, you know, one thing I thought I'd share, you know, so many times, you know, we're looked at as coaches that we have this stern face, especially on game day, and we have this laser focus that we should have. But I think many of you may not know behind the scenes, we do have a little bit of humor that we attempt with our staff and with our players. So I'm going to kick that off a little bit today. And notice I did coin the phrase attempt just with a little bit of humor to begin this today. So the story goes like this. There was a farmer, and on his farm he had a horse. Now, I'm not going to sing Old MacDonald with you. You guys don't have to join in. More of my age would understand that. But the point is, this gentleman that owned the horse, he was also a very strong man of faith, which we know was a good thing. He read his Bible daily. He often rode his favorite horse, and he would read passages, and he would quote scriptures during this time with his horse. So through the course of time, one of the reasons he loved this horse so much is it really picked up on verbal cues. So he decided, you know what, I've been riding this horse, and he hears me read scripture daily. He hears me quote scripture. I'm going to use a couple phrases maybe from the Bible to help move this horse forward. So instead of the old-fashioned way of getting on the horse back in the old movie days where you'd get him going by saying, giddy up, and here we go, and I know I'm telling my age of the John Wayne days when you used to watch men get on horses. And so he decided, you know what, I'm going to use a phrase in the Bible. And it's found in both the Old and the New Testament. It's called, it says, praise the Lord. So every time this farmer rode the horse and he wanted the horse to take off and go fast, he would say, praise the Lord. And certainly that horse kind of, after a short period of time, figured that out and 
to the point that he would just say the word praise and a horse would already be taken off. He didn't even get to finish the statement. So needless to say, you have to come to a stop as well when you're riding horses. So instead of saying the old-fashioned woe and stop, he decided, you know, I'm going to take a biblical character that was of significance. And the one he thought of was in the Old Testament. His name was Moses. And as, I, as many of you know, Moses did, God did great things through Moses. So every time he decided to make the horse stop, he'd say, Moses. And that horse, after a period of time, would get used to hey, stopping on a dime every time he said that. So as the story goes on, he lived in all this wonderful farm with meadows and green. And right up there was a path that headed up a little bit of a hill that was relatively steep. And it overlooked a cliff. So he thought, you know what, I'm going to take this horse up. We're going to take a ride up to the edge of this cliff and take a look at all the beautiful things God has built and created. And I'm going to let the horse appreciate it like me. So they're riding up very slowly up this path. And at the top of the hill where the cliff is, there's a path that goes to the right and one that goes to the left. And then, of course, there's the steep cliff right there. So about 100 yards out, most of us can relate to that in football, right, 100 yards. About 100 yards out, as they're riding up, they both look, the horse and the farmer that's on him, and to their left, they see a snake. Okay, and many of you know, horses spook pretty easily. And of course, this snake introduced himself by rattling his tail. And then as they both, kind of like a cartoon, you remember back in the old days where both the horse and the person riding the horse, their eyes would get real big and look down at the you know, what was going on. And sure enough, that rattler looked back and showed his fangs and started to, like it was going to strike maybe. That horse took off like a rocket. And it's going really fast, as fast as it can go right up that hill to the point that it's about 10 yards away as it's going up the hill. And all this time now, let me start over. This farmer, he didn't wear a parachute that day, just so you know. But anyhow, as they're heading up this hill as fast as it can go, he started forgetting how to get it to stop. He's yelling, whoa, stop, please. And sure enough, about 10 yards before they hit the edge of that cliff that he thought for sure he was going to go over the cliff, it fell and dawned on him to say the word Moses. So he yells out, Moses! And sure enough, that horse stopped right at the edge of the cliff, had all four paws sitting right up there with him. And of course, he leaned back and looked up to give praise to heaven. He said, praise the Lord! And that horse just jumped. I know some of you got that. If you didn't, don't worry. But um, that's one that stuck with me. And I just want you to know we do have a little bit of a funny bone. As coaches as well. Well, you know, that you have to appreciate Funny Bone because, you know, one of the things I was going to ask Chris is that, you know, regardless, you heard Rex break down all the different levels of football in Arkansas from Power 5 and the SEC Conference to NAIA, um, Division Three, historically black colleges, all. It's a business now. You made a decision to, to move on from Doc Gamble, talk about maybe the difficulty there, but the economics of it and the things that you deal with. Uh, even at this level, and maybe not be, you know, the have the $60, $100 million budget at Arkansas, but you deal with the same things in Pine Bluff. Yeah, and, and again, David, and thank you for that question, too. But before we get into that, I, I'm going to get in trouble. My family, please stand. And I know I didn't do it. I, I stand up. Come on. Kim, they didn't see you. Kim, Hall of Famer this year. My son's graduated. My other son, Christopher, coaching at Episcopal here right now. So excited about that. But again, David, as you mentioned, it is a business. And But when it's all said and done, the reason we do what we do is because of the students. And, and every day we come to work to make the decision what's going to be best for our students that we have, and that's our driving force. So every decision that's made is beginning with the end in mind. It's going to benefit the students. That's what we're going to do. 
It is that simple. Deion Sanders has brought a lot of attention, obviously Jackson State, it, it, for historically black colleges. What do you what do you think about his his time? How long he's going to be there? Uh, positive for the conference or for the division? Yes, no, and neg any negatives? I think I think um, he's brought a lot of attention. Correct, and I, I know in particular that what he's doing just shine the light on what's been taking place. I know he's brought in a Travis, you know, the number one recruiter in the nation. I tried to get Jamarcus Russell when I was coaching, but I didn't do that. But he was able to go get it. Um, when I came in, I think my freshman year at UAPB, we had seven guys go pro. So we've had the talent here, but he's brought a lot of attention to what's going on and brought about an awareness. And I think it's a perfect storm with all the things going on within the, in the, in the nation. And with his timing, you know, going to Jackson was no mistake. They had four Hall of Famers in the NFL and they had perfect location for people to get to, 60,000-seat stadium. I think it was a perfect storm for what he's done, and he's brought a lot of attention to coaches of this caliber that we have here, right here within the conference. Coach, you mentioned, I mean, I was looking at some of the, uh, I mean, Coach, just go ahead, Lola, since you're sitting out there. Uh, you, um, you were a wide receiver at Miami of Ohio, and for those of you who know, does anybody know the, the uh, I know you do, uh, the, the saying for Miami of Ohio, what it's known for? Anybody know? It's called what? It's the cradle of coaches. I mean, you think about our Air Parsegian, uh, Sid, uh, Sid Gillum, Sid Gillum uh, uh, and then uh, Bo Schimbeckler. Correct. Uh, I mean, it was, and you became a head coach in Miami of Ohio. Gone on to, you know, at Michigan State, you've been at Cincinnati. You've been at the highest level of power football uh, in, in, in America. What's different about being at UAPB for those who are out here that may not know? You know, I think there's probably more of a common thread than there are much differences. Uh, I would say this, at the end of the day, and A.D. Robinson and myself have shared this together, that we both find great joy in serving student-athletes. And that's a common thread that it doesn't matter if you're at a Power Five where the budget is pretty large or whether you're at a smaller school, and I've been at all in between, the common thread that is so unique is the quality of people that you get involved with. And I can tell you this, in my two short years here, uh, down in Pine Bluff, I know that there's a very special university there that just loves their Golden Lions football program. And it's just been a privilege for me to enjoy that during this time that I've been here. Yeah, uh, Chris, you know, it is a, you know, the thing about football, it is a numbers game. I mean, you, you've got to get crunch budgets. You, you know, t talk about where maybe UAPB was a few years ago and where they are now. Well, of course, um, again, you mentioned with Dion coming in, bringing a light on things that we were able to, during the pandemic, we, we were able to, and Coach Treadwell was the offensive coordinator. We went to the, the SWAC championship. Unfortunately, we didn't win. But we brought a lot of attention to the table and recruited some good kids as well. We're hoping to get back in Arkansas and, and rebuild that relationship here and, and, and showcase more of our talent right here at home as well. But with where we've been, we've won, been to the SWAC championship three times in the last 15 years. And a lot of people don't know that. So it's like a, a based on, you know, a budget has a lot to do with it as well to where we can kind of up and down roller coaster. But our goal is to create that stability to where we're not just winning every now and then, but we're consistently the, the talk of the town, the talk of the conference, the talk of the state, talk of the nation, and that's our goal. What do you think of the the Arkansas the UAPB game last year at War Memorial? It, it seemed like everybody that was there thought it was a, a something that was long overdue, and uh, just your reflections on that game. I think everything was great but the score. Everything was outstanding. But, um, again, kudos to, to um, A.D. Yurchek and, and Kevin training those guys for, for – um, 
showing that leadership. And I thank you, Ron, for, for posing that question, uh, a visionary. But I, I think it was outstanding, and I think that led to things tonight, again, with the Razorbacks coming to UAPB. You know, we've gone up for a couple years, and now they're coming to us. I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I think it's exciting that, uh, that the Razorbacks, they were here in this hotel. The, 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 the women's basketball team stayed here, and it's going to fill up your arena. And I, I thought, as a, as a former player I'm from Florida, I never understood it. You know, I grew up where Florida State played Florida, played Miami. We all played each other. That's the way you did it, all over in Alabama. And that was the way Coach Brewers did it. But I do think there's value. I mean, look at, look at what happened in Fayetteville this weekend. We paid Liberty $1.5 million to come in and, and beat us. And, um, so we need to go to Fayetteville so we, to get that? Yeah, so, so well, are there, are there uh, future talks of games, and when, when might that be? Yes, we, we actually play um, Razorbacks again on 24. We will play the 2024. Uh, 2024. Yeah. Uh, coach, uh, so it's not it's not easy being a, an interim coach. You've, you've had that interim tag before. Uh, what is what do you do? What's that? What's sort of the role you have to play? In the, everybody knows you. Obviously, your players know you. But do you change what you've got? Is it a radical change? What what's been happening with the team this year since you when you've taken over? Well, I think what we've tried to do, myself and staff together, is just help the young men have a focus, and we've tried to coin a simple phrase and that is we want our football program to finish strong and I know finish strong is a large umbrella and there's a lot of things within that so to us in a way to finish strong the word answer many times is how do you finish strong and I borrowed a phrase from a great legendary NFL coach of the Steelers Chuck Noll and he said after interviewed many times how do you know how do you guys continue to win Super Bowls and he says our team just finds a way to do the little things better and so I shared with our team when the change occurred that, men, we just, the reason, the way we're going to finish strong is we're going to do the little things great. And that's been our focus as we move forward. Now, not to, not to be negative or anything or to go to a place but maybe that you don't want to go, Chris, but you were recruited by Archie Cooley, right? That's correct. So how many remember Archie Cooley? We all do. And uh, Archie Cooley also uh, coached Jerry Rice, if I'm not mistaken. That is correct. That's, yep. So the, it was your freshman year. What, what was it like? What was Archie Cooley back, like back in, the, in that year you I think I think what Dion is doing now for the conference and the nation is what Archie Cooley did for Pine Bluff in Arkansas during that time. And actually, the reason I came, I played quarterback. I'm from Mobile and was being recruited by several schools from Power Fives. But I watched um, Jerry Rice become the MVP of the Super Bowl. And they put the camera on Coach Cooley, and I said, I'll be the next Jerry Rice. When I got here, they said I was too slow. I told them they were crazy. So, we, But needless to say, I, I came to Pine Bluff for Archie Cooley, and again, we, we, we played, had several guys go on to do some great things, still doing some good things now. And he, he's made a, a great contribution to um, football, West Coast offense, and, and all the things he's done within college, and, and enjoyed my time here with him. What's interesting, though, and you, you left, uh, yes. obviously, and came back yes. after – whatever the, the time period of, of no football, that was an interesting decision for you to come back. Yeah, I was – actually, I had the opportunity to go – first year, they, they um, Chancellor Davis that at the time was uh, – he wanted to honor our scholarship, although football was canceled. They, they canceled the program. But I was here, hey, I came here to be a student, so I'm going to stay here and be a student. Then the school elected to stay out another year. And I had other schools recruiting me during that time. And so I said, no, I want to play some football. So I ended up going – Played at Southern University, sustained a couple of injuries, but then they started the program back here. And I was set at Southern. I was two hours from Mobile, and the newspaper said I came back because of Kim. But I, I, you know, it got me some points. And as you can see, she's a track star here at, at UAPB. But I had the opportunity to come back to Pine Bluff. I had um, 
Um, two years to graduate at Southern and one year to play. When I came back to UAPB, I had one year to graduate and two years to play. So I came back, graduated, got some graduate courses. Of course, we went to the championship. Yeah. Uh, Coach, I was looking at, looking at your list and speaking of Lola out there. So, so this, is, this is the order. I want, I want everybody to hear r real life of a coach. 1986 to 91, Youngtown State Offensive Coordinator. 92 to 93, Miami of Ohio. 94, Cincinnati. 95, 96, Stanford. 97, 98, Boston College. 99, North Carolina State. 2000, 2002, Michigan State. 2003, Ball State. 2004, 2006, Cincinnati. 2007, 2010, Michigan State. Uh, Miami of Ohio, he became the head coach, 2011, 2013. 2014, Kent State. 2018, back at Michigan State. And now at uh, Arkansas Palm Bluff. God bless you, Lola. That is a uh, talk about the toll. I mean, I mean, you, she's sitting out there, but I mean, you get a chance to really get some brownie points in front of everybody by telling her what an amazing wife and mother she is. The challenge of, of moving that many times. Uh, yes, we've certainly had a, a road less traveled, so to speak, but it's not uncommon to coaches to travel that road. But I can certainly just share this, and Lola's heard me say this many times. When you have, when you're blessed with a great partner in marriage. Every time we made a move from the time the kids were very young where they may not have quite understood it, one thing that she said always resonated with me every time we moved, she always told the kids, you know, dad just got a brand new job and it's going to be a great new adventure. <laughs> and I tell you what, we were blessed that when that first move happened, thank you, honey, when that first move happened, it ended up being a great adventure. So from that point on, the, every time we were to move, she would say that statement, but the kids were already anticipating this is going to be a great new adventure. And I've just been blessed to have a partner like that for 33 years now. Round of, one, more, one more round of applause for Lola. I, I was going to ask each of you, you talk about influencing uh, the young men that you're around. Who, who was your biggest influence, uh, both of you? A lot. <laughs> uh, my mother, I would say my mom was my biggest influence. She, she worked tirelessly several jobs we had seven seven of us total but it, it didn't matter to her she she made it happen regardless you know certainly you you have to acknowledge your parents there's no question about that they are the backbone and foundation i think one thing for me though on top of that because we serve such a great profession and i said that earlier today many coaches touched my life that's why i'm a coach today because i was blessed to have coaches that Let's put it this way, they were more focused on building from the inside out and not just what kind of score can we put on, you know, on game day. So just to name a few, because I've been blessed with many, but I started early with a man by the name of Jim Trestle that many of you may have heard of from Youngstown State and Ohio State. Also early in my career, a gentleman by the name of Tyrone Willingham, head coach at Stanford, where I was an assistant with him there. He went on to coach at Notre Dame in Washington. And then, of course, uh, before I joined UAPB, I was fortunate to be with Mark D'Antonio. Those are just just a name of three off the top that really influenced my life in a positive way. Uh, since you've been at so many stops, what do you think about the dynamic of, of the Razorbacks and, and how uh, can this state support other schools while also supporting the flagship university? Well, I think each state is unique to itself. And I've only been here a short time, but, boy, I tell you what, there's a – as A.D. Robinson alluded to, there's enough talent to go around in this state, number one, to supply all of our football teams. And I just think being on the same page and being connected 
in a proud manner to represent your state goes a long way, and we've got great leadership to know how to do that in A.D. Robinson. We'll say Chris Peterson, who's been a long time and you know, obviously supported this club, was very complimentary of you and yeah. said he probably would not have taken that role as the AD at UAPB if he didn't know that you were waiting there in the wings or a possibility of you being able to follow him. Yeah, I think Chris Peterson, uh, you can't even put into words the impact he's made on, on so many people, including myself, my, 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 my kids, my family. Um, and others that I've met throughout um, is his wife Tracy going out there. She's got books out there that's helping people with dyslexia. You think about the impact not only what he makes, but his, you know his wife does the same thing as well. But uh, Chris Peterson is a uh, uh, I can't even put it into words, David. He really does a lot for that a lot of people don't know about. He connects people and, and makes a lot of things happen. And he'll just stay in the wings and, and sit back. Well, when we booked this at the beginning of the year, we did not know there was a possibility of, uh, of, the, of this changing, uh, obviously, with, with Doc being gone. I know he's obviously a good friend of yours. You followed him from Kent State. And, um, but I do think I, I do like the dynamic that, uh, that you guys are back. I think you understand the value of, of UAPB showing up in other places besides Pine Bluff. Yes, and, yes. Uh, and so it, uh, I don't know, Ron, if it took 10 years, but we're not going to wait that uh, long for that to happen. Coach, we want to wish you the best the rest of the year and, uh, and say thank you for what you're doing in the lives of young people for a long time. I mean, that's a pretty powerful commitment to young people, and I, and I know you've done a great job. And, Chris, we're excited about what's happening with UAPB and all the uh, representatives of the college. We're very honored to have you here. And, uh, you listen, I'll call the Hogs a thousand times. Um, but let me tell you, when there's an Arkansas team playing, I don't care if it's UAPB, OBU, we're rooting for them to win. So let's give it up for these two guys. Great job, Chris. Great job, Don. Thank you, Thank you everybody.